This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Get to both those stories here in a bit. But first, let's begin this hour's e-news with Paris Hilton. Okay, so Paris has a, a new baby boy, Phoenix. And Phoenix is one of those babies whose head is a little bit bigger than you would expect. It's one of those... Oh, it's that awkward age yeah, sometimes. That, you know, sometimes babies have big heads. and Doesn't mean they grow up that way, right? No, they usually no. The body catches up. Level out. Yeah, and I mean, you know a handful of an adult adults here and there, you know, maybe have, you know, like Dennis Quaid kind of looked like a lollipop. But that was kind of because he's so skinny. Right. You know, and he, he might have had a larger than average head. As a child, but not to a point where it's, you know, an issue. And people are have noticed this and have been commenting on it. And nobody that I've seen, you know, it it, it doesn't look like people are ripping on the poor baby. It's more like... Just making observations. observation. Mm. But there were some jokes, stuff like he's got a lot on his mind and comparing him to Stewie <laughs> from Family Guy. That's and really funny. Others are wondering if he had some sort of condition and suggesting that maybe Paris have him checked by a doctor. So somebody on TikTok made a video defending Paris and Phoenix and Paris actually commented on it. So she is paying attention there. She said, there are some sick people in this world. My angel is perfectly healthy. So that's good Aww. news. And she said, and yes, of course he has been to the doctor. He just has a large brain. Is what there you she go. Said, according to page six. So there. Yeah, he's got a cool hairline. I like that. I always wonder, you know, when I see snarky comments, because, you know, we all get them sometimes. But when it's somebody like Paris who has tens of thousands of comments on her stuff, and people feel pretty safe saying something negative. Mm-hmm. Right. When she actually comments on something negative that you said, right? Do you feel kind of like, oh crap, busted? She hurt you. It's kind of like you get caught gossiping about somebody, or do you feel empowered? Like, yeah. aha, ah. she's reading them. She's paying attention to me. Does that give the writer a sense of power? No, no. Like, oh, I got to her. I suppose it could go either way. Yeah, good question. Well, we're going to ponder that as we take a break. When we come back, we'll get to Jay-Z, Katy Perry, and Britney Spears. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Final call there, and the uh, the Rangers will play in the World Series against the winner of tonight's NLCS Game 7. Sounds like Dusty Baker's going to retire now. Yeah. So uh, either the Arizona Diamondbacks or the home field advantage Philadelphia Phillies. We'll see. That's exciting and fun. Yes. Yeah. That's cool when they go seven games. You know, instead of just being four and out. Right. Yeah. All right. So Freddy Krueger's sweater in A Nightmare on Elm Street is not red and green because of Christmas. It wasn't a random choice either. Director Wes Craven chose that color combination because of science. Really? He read in a scientific article that a combo is that that combo is the most difficult for the human eye to see. So he figured it would make even Freddie's clothes uncomfortable to watch. Mm. Yeah. So I guess the combinations of red with green and yellow with blue are considered considered forbidden colors. Basically, they cancel each other out in the eye, making them impossible to see at the same time. Oh. Who knew? I didn't know that. That's interesting. So what does that do to Christmas? Yeah, that's a good question. It's like, you know, maybe your eye is choosing one or the other. Sounds like it has to because it can't see them both at the same time. I think there might be something to that. Do we need to change Christmas? The colors? Is it just not working? Might need to. Like red and orange. (laughs) I don't know. Something. Yeah. All right. Well. Here's a hypothetical that we talked about on the Facebook Live video this morning. You know, imagine if you had this opportunity. Okay. Would you rather take $500,000 in cash or have lunch with Jay-Z? I'd take the money. I'd, this, to me, wouldn't even be up for consideration. Right, because obviously the money sounds amazing. Right. But... There's an interesting debate happening online where people are arguing, you know, not everyone, but some people are arguing that the knowledge and advice you could potentially get from Jay-Z would be way more valuable in the long term. Mm-hmm. So Gail King asked Jay to weigh in on CBS Mornings, you know, hey, there's this online debate and this was the question and, you know, let's just go straight to the source. Okay. What would you say? And Jay-Z said, <laughs> oh, no, definitely take the money. <laughs> take the money, you crazy person. Yeah, he said, I wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Like, take the 500000 mm-hmm. Buy, go buy some albums, and listen to the albums. Yeah, that'll do it. And his reasoning was pretty simple. He says, anything he could tell you is already out there on his records. So, like, about business? I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to think of Jay-Z songs. It's been a long time, really, since I've listened to Jay-Z, so I don't. Yeah, same. But talk about business? Yes and no. I mean, in in a broader sense, but his point is it's all there. Like, if you really really listen to it, you really study it, if you piece it together and listen to the music for the words, he says it's all there. Wonder if there'll be a college course dissecting Jay Z's, a business course. You know, 
you might be on to something here because he said everything I said was going to happen happened and everything that I said I wanted to do I've done so I'm sure a big part of that is just sort of manifesting it like through projection or belief focus focus right yeah I don't know hmm. something to think about something to play with yeah. Yeah. But I'm kind of with you. I take the money. <laughs> so by the time the fifth and final season of Stranger Things starts filming, the kids are going to be collecting Social Security pretty much because they have totally grown. Honest totally to grown God. Up. But the uh, producer director, Sean Levy, says, don't worry about it. He said, this passage of time is definitely not helping. That being said, our hair and makeup and wardrobe department are pretty exceptional using costumes and wigs and makeup. He said, we're going to use all the tools available to us, and I know our cast is, is eager to get back to work as the rest of us. Oh. I mean, it blows my mind how they can de-age somebody digitally. Like, they've done it with Brad Pitt. Yep. You know, they make him look like Legends of the Fall. Tristan. Right. Brad Pitt. That's pretty cool. It kind of blows my mind, though, that they have to. They, you know, that's how long the show has been in production. Where they're- yeah. Yeah. In well, a position where they got to take, they do, t- yes. Yeah. I know. When we were posing with the uh, with the Supporter Shield yesterday, and we're all lined up, it's, you know, you, me, and Jeff Birding, and Tim, and Fritch, and then, I, I forget the name of the gentleman Matt. who's, uh, Matt, who, yes, Matt Brew, who's very tall. Yes. I mean, so tall, we all look like his children. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody pointed out how tall that guy was. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Like, because he was the only adult in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, that, that's an interesting, like, you know, when I watch TV, like, I'll watch people that I know, okay, no offense, but, you know, she looks great, but she doesn't look that great. Yeah. There's, there's got to be some kind of filter on. Right. Which can't be that hard to do in television and movies. I mean, Lighting you can do it on your phone with Instagram. A simple right. app yeah. can do it. So if you can, if the simple app can do that on your phone, imagine what they can do in, with, with the equipment they've got. Professional television. Now, when it comes to wax figures, that might be a bigger <laughs> challenge. Because a wax figure of The Rock was unveiled at a Paris museum last week. And it it's just it's wrong. No. <laughs> it's not they made the skin so light, he looked like a white guy. Yeah. And people were even comparing it to, like, Mr. Clean. And, oh, wow. And Vin he Diesel. He looks like Mr. Clean. Right. That's not the look he's going Like, for. when they look at it and they're like, wait, who? I know that guy. Is that Mr. Clean? No. Oh, wow. No, it's The Rock. Well, The Rock is going to do something about it. He says, for the record, I'm going to have my team reach out to our friends at the Greve Museum in Paris, France, so that we can work at updating my wax figure here with some important details and improvements, starting with my skin color. Wow. And the next time I'm I'm in Paris, I'm going to stop in. I'm going to have a drink with myself. (laughs) That's funny. So there you go. Speaking of Paris, CVG is going to be adding daily flights. So, you know, we have the nonstop from CVG to Paris on Delta three times a week. Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to change next summer, just in time for the Summer Olympics, where you'll be able to fly out every day. Here, let me pull it up. Uh, yeah, Delta announced it's going to increase the frequency of its Paris flight to daily next summer. That's pretty cool. And I imagine that's because of the uh, 
Olympics. Olympics. Although, you know, they they said we're officially back, like from COVID. You know, from the yeah. from the drop in travel, air travel, mm-hmm. the slump that we went through. We're back. Nice. That's good to hear. So, all right. That's neat. There are some songs that just don't age well to the point that even the artist regrets their involvement. And here are some examples. Machine Gun Kelly, Invincible. He said, I hated the song when I first did it because it was brought to me by corporate America. It sucked and I hated it. Oh. Pharrell Williams, Regrets Blurred Lines. Uh, that song, set the lyrics aside, was just the, the everything about it was fun. Remember, that was the song of the summer that that song was out. Right. It was upbeat. Yes. It was, you know, you could dance to it. Yeah. It had <laughs> it a great beat a great you could song. dance to Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. It's a great song. He, Pharrell says, I realized that there are men who use that same language when taking advantage of a woman. So that didn't age well. Charlie XCX, Break the Rules. I wrote it in writing camp, and I was like, whoever ends up singing the song is so bleeping stupid. And then it was me. James Blunt. James Blunt. You're beautiful. He regrets you're beautiful? He said it was force-fed down people's throats and it became annoying. Katy Perry, I kissed a girl. She said, if I had to write that song again, I probably would make an edit on it. Lyrically, it has a couple of stereotypes in it. She doesn't like. No. Kurt Cobain. She can always re-record it like Taylor did. Exactly. Kurt Cobain regrets or regretted. Smells like Teen Spirit. He said, I think there are so many other songs that I've written that are as good, if not better. Michael Stipe, Shiny Happy People. It's a fruity pop song written for children. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Mike D., you got to fight for your right to party. There were tons of guys singing along to it who were oblivious to the fact it was a total goof on them. Oh. Ariana Grande, put your hearts up. It was geared toward kids and felt so inauthentic and fake. That was the worst moment of my life. Hmm. And Neil Young, here's an old one, Heart of Gold. Song put me in the middle of the road. Traveling there soon became a bore, so I headed for the ditch. That's like one of his most famous songs ever. I know. <laughs> songs I was never a regret fan, of Heart of Gold. People, yeah, no. I just, uh, I'm not a huge Neil Young fan. Were you a Zeppelin fan? Yeah. Do you have Robert Plant? Do you have audio? Uh, yeah. Let me see. Let me see what I got here. Robert Plant, Robert Plant. Because for the first time in 16 years, he sang Stairway to Heaven. See what that sounded like. There's a lady sure. All that glitters is gold. And she's buying the stairway to heaven. Oh, well, he's hitting him. And she's buying a stairway. To heaven. Hmm. By the way, you got to take into account he's 75 years yeah, old no now. Kidding. So cut him a break, but yeah. They hit him. He was playing a benefit for the Cancer Awareness Trust, which was organized from Andy Taylor from Duran Duran. Oh, who, yeah. Who is fighting stage four colon cancer right now. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's heavy. That is. 
All right. Anything else on the E News you know, front? That's all I've got. We'll leave it there for now. We got more for you coming up after seven o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Land of Illusion Haunted Scream Park. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi. Hey, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. Yourself? Excellent. Doing great. I got your headlines here. You tell us the real one. You're going to go to Land of Illusion, okay? Yes. All right. So is it A, woman runs from cops, claims she thought they were strippers? Is it B, couple caught having relations in elevator, tells security guard they forgot where they were? Or C, a man ran from police with a license plate that said, will run? B. C. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> my youngest one has been wanting to play this forever. Taylor's super excited. Oh, cool. Well, you get to go to Land of Illusion, and I'm sure that will just be a blast. Oh, awesome. Yay. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on hold. Jen's going to pick up and take down the info she needs to get you set up here. Hang on. But uh, not before I get through this story first. California Highway Patrol tend to pull over, tried to pull over a Ford Mustang for speeding on Saturday afternoon, but the car decided to, well, the car decided, the car didn't decide anything. The driver decided to lead police on a high-speed chase. The driver turned out to be an 18-year-old named Marcus Burton. And coincidentally, he had what looked like a license plate that said, We'll run. <laughs> Well, he warned him. Yep. Turned out it was just a sign covering the actual plate, but still, the chase hit speeds of over 100 miles per hour and ended when the Mustang collided with an SUV carrying a family, including a child. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, none of them were seriously hurt. The driver of the Mustang was booked on several felony charges. Uh, again, it really is a miracle that no one was badly hurt in the crash. These are the things that uh, that the perps just don't think about, you know, when they take off on these high-speed chases or the is the danger it poses to other people. There's video of the crash online, and it really is terrifying. And the Mustang was also just obliterated. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Who is in need of a second date update this morning, and we're going to try to help him out. Hi, Matthew. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy to do it. <laughs> Says here you went out with Amanda. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Right. Amanda. So how did you meet and how'd the first date go? Uh, so we met on hinge. I mean, you know, the whole dating thing has been like super frustrating for me. I don't know what the deal is. You're not alone. I'm just like, You're not alone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just like repulsive to women or what? Like, no, I, I doubt not. that, honey. No. You just haven't met the right one. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I like I've been ghosted a few times and most of the time I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I really liked this girl. Okay, so Uh, she's worth pursuing. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah, we met on Hinge and we went out for drinks and we hung out for like two hours. And then she was supposed to go to this party, so she had to leave. But the like the two hours we spent together were like great. She was super cool and easy to talk to. Like, she laughs really easily. And she hung out for a while, two hours. Yeah. I mean, and she was, like, flirty, and she seemed into me. Like, she was, like, touchy-feely, and, she, you know, she, like, gave all the signals, like, tossing her hair. And I was like, she likes me. But then, I don't know. She was like, I got to go. And she called an Uber. I walked her out to her Uber. Was it abrupt? Yeah. No, it wasn't abrupt. Like she, I, we knew before she made the date. Like she was going to this party, but oh. she could meet me beforehand. So like, I mean, we knew going in. Like she had to leave. I mean, you know, maybe that is just an excuse to. <laughs> so she had an out. I don't know. But no, but if she hung out for two hours, she obviously wasn't in, yeah. in any hurry to bail. Unless she was just getting yeah. drunk. Was she just getting drunk and didn't have anywhere else to go or anything else to do? So she might as well just stay there, especially if you were paying for everything. Oh. <laughs> No, no. I mean, like, because we, we were, like, talking, and then she was like, no, all right, I really got to go. I really got to go. So okay. she called an Uber, and I walked her to the car. And, I mean, we didn't hug or kiss or anything, but I told her, hey, I'm going to call you. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I called her, and I never heard anything back. Mm. Okay. wonder if she met someone at the party. I don't know, maybe. Maybe she went to I the mean, party maybe. and got pregnant. We don't know. <laughs> What'd you say, Matthew? <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing. I, we, I don't. I don't know. I just said I don't want. To, I just want to know what happened. I mean, she could have let me know. Right. Yeah. She seemed like yeah you know, we were going to go out again. Okay. See, it would have been easier if she did leave abruptly, like didn't have the party to go to until all of a sudden. Oh wait, I just remembered. I have this party to go to. I got to leave then we could maybe pinpoint whatever it was you guys were talking about. Maybe there was some move or something you said, but if if she had this party, if you knew going in that she had a limited amount of time to spend with you before having to go off to this party, then it makes it harder to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I've, this, I've been like doing this dating thing. It's frustrating. You can tell when it's not going right or when it's just like, yeah, that's not going to work out or 
you know, whatever. It yeah. just didn't seem like that. It just seemed like, you know, she was into me. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's worth looking into. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll call her up, see what her deal is, see what she really thought of you. And, you know, if there's a problem there, hopefully we can get her to talk about it. I mean, it's it's never, this part is never fun, but it could be a growth experience. You never know. Get some closure. The goal here is to get a second date. That's why we titled it Second Date Update. We That's didn't title right. it Growth Experience. That's right. But you never lose. You either win or you learn. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rename Second Date Update <laughs> Win or Learn. Win or Learn. That's right. It's Win or Learn. Tim has a look of disgust on his face. Good. I don't think so. there's something there. I got lots of them. Lots of them. That's Tim's play caning. Yeah, there, there's something uh-huh. there. Yeah. All right, Matthew, hang tight. Second date update continues. I'm sorry. Learn or win. Win win or or learn. learn. Win or learn. (laughs) Continues next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's about had it with dating. He's very frustrated. It's not the first time he's been on a date where he just, he knew, well, I, I think we've all been on dates where mm-hmm. we felt like this isn't gonna work yeah you kind of you kind of know i you know if it's real obvious it doesn't take long yeah no chemistry here and that's okay kind of sucks feel like i wasted the night but whatever had to see it through but in this case this was a two-hour date that went extremely well they really connected it was obvious that she was flirting with him she was in no hurry to leave even though she had plans for a party that night they had already discussed this so he knew going in that she had a limited amount of time, but she used every bit of it with him and seemed happy to hang out for those couple of hours before she had to jet off to the party. And then that was the last time he had ever heard from her again. She did seem agreeable or open to them seeing each other again and communicating further, but there's been no response at all. And it bugs Matthew because he really thought there might be something there with this one. So it's worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else, Matthew, that you think is important or pertinent relevant no i mean not that i can think of i think i told you the story and well told so let's call her up and see what's up hello hi is this amanda uh, yeah, who's this? It's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you? Or it was Fritch. She stepped out. I don't know where she is. Um, Jeff and Jen Radio? This is... Yes. Yeah, good morning, good morning. How are you? 
Oh my God. I'm okay. I hope this isn't about Matthew. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, it is about Matthew. I had to look down at my notes. It is about Matthew. <laughs> oh God. Seriously, you guys? Really? You sound annoyed. Well, you have to understand. He's, I mean, I can't even believe he called a radio. No, you know what? I can believe somebody like Matthew would call a radio station. He's completely clueless. Somebody completely like clueless. Matthew. Okay. He's clueless. You want to know what Matthew said? He said he knew you had a party later, but he said the two hours that you spent with it, it was two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, about a couple of hours. Yeah, I had something already lined up. And right. so, you know, I wanted to meet him. I didn't want to blow him off. I thought it would be fun. But anyway. Right, but why would you spend two hours with someone that you're miserable with? Well, I can tell you because this is a very, very simple explanation. I didn't call him back because it's something he said to me. It's that plain and simple. Was this something he said like really late into the date? I mean, was this like near yes. the end? Okay. So everything was going okay. And then yeah. he said this thing and that okay. killed it for you. Got it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was chemistry like, okay, I'm vibing. You know, it's all cool. But then like I'm there, I'm being open and honest and vulnerable. Mm. And, you know, I really want to let him see me for who I am. Yeah. And I'm telling him about the things that I love. You know, because I heard all about what he's into, and he told me about himself. So I was like, you know, I love my family. I love my cats. And, you know, I have a couple of best friends. And then I told him how much I love to read and write poetry. Mm. I love it. It's like who I am. And that every Sunday I write a poem about whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And it's so meaningful. It's so therapeutic. It's so beautiful. Um, and it's a weekly it's practice that you do. I mean, it's not like you, you're yeah. keeping a daily journal just, you know, scribbling yeah. down what's going on in your world and what you're thinking and feeling. Once a week, you sit down and it's like a practice for just, you. It's not just a practice. It's a meaningful practice for me. I'm going to publish my work someday. Oh. And I'm telling him all of this. And after I'm done, he just looks at me and shakes his head. It just says, you know... I hate poetry. <laughs> so oh, no. Much. I'm like, okay, fine. If you don't, poetry's not your thing, but like just to go and like, you basically just shat on my like, my sole purpose and meaning in life. And I'm just stunned that he didn't think it would be a deal breaker. I'm like, what a bag. Yeah. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Mm. You're a dude. Uh huh. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Right. <laughs> poo poo poo. Yeah. On you. She ain't calling you. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> oh darn it, Matthew. Matthew, honey. did you not consider this might have a little <laughs> something to do with it? No, I did not. I mean, we were talking about a lot of stuff that we we're into. It's like she has this one hobby. I think is dumb. It's not like I mean, why is that a deal breaker? I'm sure. Oh my that, god. Sure I, I like. I mean, I'm sure there's things well, that I'm into that you would think are dumb. <laughs> I mean, if, I, I have a way of communicating where it doesn't like on your. I just think it's okay I mean, if like couples have their own thing. I don't know why that's a problem. Oh, so you're kind of like seeing it like how you know married couples. He goes and plays golf on Sunday mornings while she goes to book club with her friends. Yeah. And so you're kind of looking at it like that. Like she like, wouldn't want to do it if it makes you happy, but I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want any part yeah, of it. <laughs> it's not know, my thing. But yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to be with somebody that just says, 
hate it. I mean, (laughs) it's something I love to do and you hate it. It's like, I want to be with somebody who will get it. I want support, not some like nasty attitude. So bye. It's not a match. Yeah. I mean, you want somebody that you can share it with and talk about it and let him read it and get his thoughts on it. And And even if he doesn't like it, he can say something like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, just lie. She might, she might be looking for a little bit more than that's really I don't cool. know. It's a start. But, it yeah, is something. Not, I don't want a liar, but, like, I just want somebody that will be like, you know, I can appreciate that. It's not my thing, but, you know, <laughs> tell me a little bit about more about that because I'm an, evol- I'm an evolved human being, and I want to maybe learn a little bit more about you through this. Oh, my God, baby. That is beautiful. <laughs> That is so good. Yeah. But it's just like with the bro attitude, get lost. Right. Okay. My uh, a high school classmate of mine went on Facebook and said someone had challenged her to write a piece of poetry, I guess, every week. And so she started doing that. Uh-huh. And she's really good. Yeah. Like, I never, that's a whole side of her I've never seen you before. Didn't know she's, existed. Ah, yeah. That's really cool. Good. That's cool. Um, well, I'm sorry. There's clearly no second yeah. date here. There's no. no hope for this. Correct. But Matthew, yeah. if that sheds some light, I you know you didn't win, but I sure <laughs> hope you learned something. Uh, yeah, I guess. Sorry, it's just not what I'm into. Good luck finding a guy who likes poetry. Okay, well, good luck finding a girl that likes. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Amanda, for taking the call, and yeah. Matthew, good luck out there. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, all right, hey, take care. Well, he sounds all annoyed. He hasn't learned a thing. <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Need a little help with the second aid update? Send us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Yeah, uh, Tim and Fritch are out on a rush hour road trip, uh, surprising people with Kroger gift cards. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Forty-six percent of all pumpkin-related knife injuries. Oh God! Forty-six percent of all pumpkin-related knife injuries will happen this week. I, knives make me so nervous. I this is another reason why I don't cook because it just it's a weapon and it's sharp. Well, I've never had really nice knives. You know, because I'm not a gourmet cook. I can muddle away my way through recipes and I can make basic stuff, but I never got any fancy knife sets. Knife sets or any kind of real fancy cookingware because I don't do enough of it to justify the cost and expense. Mm-hmm. However, when I moved in with Kristen, <laughs> girl's got some knives. I bet she does. And I was just just slicing a tomato. Oh, God. And I about almost cut my finger off See? on this one occasion. I, I don't even need to touch a knife. Oh I just look at it, and I get anxious. And she said, well, why were you cutting it that way? I'm like, because I've never had knives where that was an issue. Right. I've always had dull <laughs> knives that, you know, like butter knives, yeah. basically. This is, a, this is a new experience. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, this is the week. There are about 2,000 pumpkin-related knife injuries a year in the U.S., and that's just the people who end up in the ER. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of people that don't. 84% of them happen in October. November is next at 11%. Experts say even adults 
should really be using those orange pumpkin carving knives because they're a lot safer than a real knife. Yeah. For kids under 10, they strongly recommend painting pumpkins instead. Yeah. I for the kids under 10. liked that better anyway. They last longer. Or maybe you want to do the carving for them. Yeah, good idea. But yeah, teenagers and preteens are most likely to cut themselves. It's it's those last three days leading up to Halloween that we see the most injuries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they always spike on weekends and then the night before Halloween. So that's that's this coming Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yep, you know it. But it's the, it's the thumb and the index finger. Uh huh. You're most likely to cut. So careful where you put those fingers. Yep. Meanwhile, the biggest disadvantage to online dating is that your parents are less involved in helping you find a date. (laughs) That was a little (laughs) joke what I just made there. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Yeah, your mother made, you know, you you got to She had opinions. She had opinions, but she also wanted you to find a very sweet God-fearing woman yep. that loved Jesus. Find a good Christian girl. And would be just a very, what kind of wife was your mo- was your mother looking for for you? A subservient? Yes. That's kind good of Christian I woman. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. But She's yeah, very traditional so. in those beliefs. Yes, in those beliefs. So, I mean, you know, that wouldn't have been horrible for you. I'll tell you what, there was a girl in church who was very sweet. She was in my youth group, super sweet. Just, you know, mm-hmm. nicest. Yeah. Most boring girl. No, that was not <laughs> fair. Sweetest person ever. Yeah. Really, just a great heart, bubbly personality, great mm-hmm. smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind as the day is long. Sure. I just knew she wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Not at that time in your life, nope. anyway. No, nope. nope. you know. And you know what? She went off and married a preacher, lives in Texas. Did she now. really? Yep. Look at that, because that was your other, you know, plan that your mother had for you. I mean, you would have, you would have been good at the pulpit. I can see you up there. She said, "You know, you should take those public speaking skills and use them for Jesus on the I pulpit know, instead of what you're doing here." Oh yeah, no, this is the devil's work, right here. Yes, it is. But. You know, Tinder seems to think that parents can can offer some some insight, you know, some pretty good advice mm-hmm. when it comes to dating. And so Tinder has announced a few new features. One of them is a matchmaking option, which allows you to send profiles to your friends and families to let them weigh in. Yeah. Now, have you done much of that in your adult life, matchmaking? Have you introduced anybody to anybody thinking that hey these two might just click yeah well i introduced you to clarence oh god (laughs) i don't think that counts (laughs) well you had a good time yeah it was a fun couple hours (laughs) um that's pretty much the extent of it i usually stay out of those things yeah and it's it's because i care about my friends too much Mm mm-hmm she is not right for you. What are yeah. you talking about? You don't think I'm good enough for her? Well. No, I do <laughs> just. <laughs> I don't think that she's good enough for you. You're going to ruin that poor girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's it's hard to get 
to put yourself in that position. Because I listened to friends on my last two relationships, and I should not have. That was a bad move, and I will never forgive either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the friend would, would land the girl, and I would just be like, oh, don't screw it up. Oh, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know your history. Yeah. He's a good catch. Don't mess or, up. Or, brother, I love you, but you're just, you know, I would never say this, but I, I'd just be thinking, she's just so much more mature than you. <laughs> and she's going to figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, it's. I think when you have the other person's friends saying to you, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Are you sure you want to do this? I'm sure it's a good idea. Are you sure the two of you are a good pair? Oh. Yeah, do you really, I mean, how well do you really know him? I know. That's never a good sign. Yeah, Rick always kept his mouth shut. I could tell. I, You know, I could read it. But you could tell? Yeah. Was he pretty spot on in his opinions? Well, he never really got into it. Like, he never, he but would never say tell. it. But, but I could tell that he just, you know, for whatever reason, he, he didn't like my first wife. No? no. Really? Hmm. Did he tell you why no, after? My mother didn't really either. Yeah. Did they tell you? Did did Rick tell you why after? Uh, he might have said like, "Well, you know, I you know, had a sense that uh, she, you know," and he would point the finger at her like, "You know, she wasn't in it for the long haul or something like that." Yeah. It was always like those loaded comments that it's like, "What's what's the use in going there?" Right. I don't know. Because you're not, you're not in the mood to listen. Like, you don't want to hear it. You know, if, unless people are supportive in most cases, you're wickedly attracted to someone. And you feel like you've got some kind of chemistry, you know, that you're living in this movie dream moment. You know, what last, do they know? They're not there all the time. They don't see it. No, they're not feeling the magic. Right. You're not feeling what I'm feeling. They don't see what I see. Yeah. You know, but then... When it when it doesn't go, you know, and then you look back on it, and you're like, oh, we're right. <laughs> you know, and then you're just resentful and angry at them. I know. For being right. But the idea with this Tinder matchmaking option, it, they call it the friend, sort of the friend test. It allows you to send profiles and friends to family, let them weigh in. And the idea is that, you know, it will help you find out if a potential mass pa passes the friend test and if they get your parents' approval. Friends and family will also be able to recommend matches to you. That's kind of fun. Second set of eyes. I don't know if I'd listen, but it'd be fun just to see. The people who inv who you invite to weigh in do not have to have Tinder accounts themselves, so that's good. Mm -hmm, that's helpful. And don't worry, they aren't able to do anything on your behalf, including liking profiles or messaging potential dates. I don't know. It is fascinating, though. Like, if you did let go and just trusted the people who know you the best mm -hmm. to make a match for you, to attempt a match for you, mm -hmm. you know, would it in the long run work out better? I'm sorry. Is there a reality show that does this? Because if not, I'm shocked. With all of the dating reality shows, why isn't there one where the friends and family pick your partner? Where they, where 
maybe you don't even come into the show until like episode four. The first three episodes are mom and dad and friends and sisters and brothers all meeting all of your potential dates and narrowing it down for you to the four that they think would be a great match. And then you come in and start dating them. Right. That would be a great reality show. I don't know. I've kind of gotten sucked into these movies uh, that are directed by this this uh, Japanese director who passed away many years ago, but he directed a series of films that were that were in Japanese. They were shot in in Japan and re- really weren't available to American viewers until decades later. Uh, but I got sucked into it because he was the inspiration of this other director who created this movie that I really fell in love with. But anyway, long story short, the premise of most of these movies, a lot of a lot of the the subplots has to do with matchmaking. Okay. In the traditional Japanese sense where you know you come at you you become a certain age, you uh-huh. Jennifer have reached a certain age and your parents feel that it's time for you to find a husband. Yes. And so your parents through their friends and networks either through their job or through their uh, friends and other associates you know start talking amongst themselves and they try to come up with someone that would be a good match for you but usually those are rooted in like well he's got a good job Mm -hmm. and he comes from a good family right and you know they're about the same sort of income level or Mm -hmm. social status that we are so that would be a good match and let's just hope that they like each other too right yeah and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and you know sometimes uh she might not really be into the guy but she knows that it would make her parents happy and in this culture where you know it's all about pleasing mom and dad and not being a burden on the family and stressing them out because you're still living with mom and dad at this age. Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it it really is fascinating. But there wasn't; it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of thought into or or deference to the happiness of the kids. It was more like you'll figure it out. You'll fall in love. Mm-hmm. Give it time. Yeah, and you'll develop a bond hard. through all That'd of the challenges awful. of arranged marriage. Oh. Right? Like, is there anything? To that is there wisdom behind that or what about the parents who are just like listen i know you better than you know yourself I've known mm-hmm. you since you were in diapers yeah i know what's best for you oh nope <laughs> <laughs> you may know what it's like to live with me but right i don't know so anyway that'll be interesting to see how that feature on tinder goes with the uh the matchmaking option on tinder Letting friends and family weigh in. Yeah. You know, do you trust your friend to make a match? Yeah. It's one thing to introduce you to someone. Right. But it's another thing when they got, you know, a clear intention. I think you two would be great together. You may not see it, but Mm -hmm. trust me. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. It's another 
another Q102 Rush Hour Road Trip. Hey, what's up, Jeff and Jen? We are on the move. It's Tim and Fritch. We're doing another rush hour this morning, a rush hour road trip uh, with our friends at Kroger. Yes, and we're sitting in a little bit of traffic on 74. So we thought we would give you guys some fun Halloween facts while we're on our way to Kentucky next. Yeah, since Kroger is hooking us up with uh, gift cards to hand out for candy, I figured maybe I'd tell you a little of the history of candy corn. Well, it is everybody's favorite candy, Tim. How did it become that? Did you know that candy corn has a connection to Cincinnati? So it was invented by a guy in Philly in the late 1800s. And then at the same time, there was a new candy company in Cincinnati. And they were like, oh, this is kind of a cool thing. At the time, it was called Chicken Feed or buttercream. It was not called candy corn. Um, And it was basically a Christmas or New Year uh, candy. So they sold it in different little packaging for the holidays, and you would gift it for people, that type of thing. Yeah, that sounds interesting so far. So at a certain point in the 50s, they changed the recipe a little bit because of different food dyes and food coloring that were linked to some illnesses, so they removed that, and that was sort of maybe the downfall of candy corn uh, in the 50s. That company still makes candy corn today. They moved out west, and you might know that that company as Jelly Belly. Wow, who knew? That crazy? Wait, at what year did they start mixing it with peanuts and we started eating it like that? I don't know. Chris's mom <laughs> used to make that all the time. I love it. That's the only way that I really like to eat candy corn. Although I will tell you today, uh, a little bit later coming up on the hot list, you and Molly and I are going to do some candy and cheese pairings and we're going to tell you what cheese pairs well with candy corn. I'm in for that. All right, so we'll throw it back to the studio. We're heading to Northern Kentucky. If you see us at maybe the Fort Mitchell Kroger or the Highland Heights Kroger. Wander on up. We're hooking you up. Kroger gift cards this morning with Cincinnati's Q102. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Okay, sort of uh, this is sort of related to what we were talking about earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is sort of related to what we were talking about earlier. This was in BuzzFeed. How, you know, we all have that, that still single friend what are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm not. I was intentionally not looking at you. Uh, exactly, which is the same as looking <laughs> at me. It's the same as looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I just had a conversation with somebody last night. Go. Well, everyone knows someone who's still single, and a lot of them would probably say it bothers you more than it bothers them. Correct. Right? Yes. You're fine with being single. I'm totally cool with it. But what about the people that are like, oh, no, you need you someone. Need- yes, because these are people that can't imagine being single right right well people on social media are explaining the <laughs> obvious reasons oh god <laughs> why because there must be something wrong with them yes. right because either you know either nobody's interested in them because of this thing that is wrong with them or they've got some sort of they've got this quality that repels people that repels people or they've got something wired wrong in their brain because they don't want a partner they're you know they must just not be. yeah what's wrong with you exactly what do you mean you don't want to be with what do you mean you like being single what's what what you what's your hang up what's your deal yeah, the, the obvious reasons why their single friends are still single and they seem to be oblivious to. Uh-huh. Let's so, hear some of these and then I will ask you what mine are. Go. Okay, here are some of the highlights. Uh-huh. Try to stick to the things that are con- that are controllable. Right. You know? Some people mention character issues like 
He's not a nice. He's not as nice a person as he thinks he is. You know what word is getting gets tossed? The label that gets tossed around more than any these days is narcissist. Oh, he's a narcissist. Oh, he's such a narcissist. Oh my God, she's such a narcissist. You can't live with a narcissist. Do you know what it's like to live with a narcissist? Living with a narcissist is just impossible. A narcissist, they're the worst. I know because I am a narcissist. <laughs> Believe me, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, maybe they're too confident or cocky, arrogant, have zero self esteem, or or it could be, you know, something completely different. Like they have a total lack of self control. Okay. That will always stand in the way sure. of you being happy. Yes. Some mentioned attitude issues like, yeah, they're always negative, though. Yeah. Or suck the life out of you. They're way too immature, particularly with their sense of humor. <laughs> Never find an intelligent woman. <laughs> now, how about this? They smell bad. They smell bad. Oh, no. That's fixable, isn't it? It is fixable. You you hope, or are there some people that their natural scent is just repulsive? Or it's it's a conscious laziness with personal hygiene. Yeah. Still fixable. Yes. Some said the person has an unrealistic impression of themselves. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Like you think you offer you more than you do? Yes, you you can't afford to have that attitude. Oh, really? Oh, really, yes. Even lying to themselves about their effort, like living a healthy lifestyle. What? I walked around the complex parking lot for like 10 minutes yesterday. Yeah. You exercised. Exhausting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some said the person uh, didn't know how to sell themselves. Oh, yeah, they can't come up with any good reasons why anybody would want to be with them. Yeah. Or too much self-deprecating humor can backfire. I mean, a little bit of it, you know, to let the person know that you're able to laugh at yourself is one thing. But if you, if it's constant, then you start to look like you, they start to believe all these things about you are right. not great. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, no Thanks kidding. for the warning. Yep. Um, how about this? You know, you're not a bad person and you're not bad looking. You're nice. <laughs> Yeah. But you have no interests. <laughs> you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. You have nothing interesting. You don't have to any hobbies. About. You don't have anything to talk about. No, so like what do you have to offer to, right. to make yourself interesting to someone else? That's a good question. That was one. Uh, the person can't stop living in the past. Yeah. Always reminiscing about the good old days or the way things used to yeah. be or I miss that or I miss these people or I missed that experience or, you know, things were just better back then. Yeah. Or I used to be this. I yeah. used to be that. Yeah. You know, I was quite something in my day. <laughs> it's also interesting. People fall into other categories where their main topics of conversation, like there are people in my life that, all that they like to talk about is what everybody else is doing. Not necessarily gossiping, but when you catch up with them, they talk about, well, you know, my sister, she's got a new job, and she's doing this, and my cousin is doing this, and the other day I ran into this person, and they said that, and that's pretty much 
the extent of their conversations. Right. But how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. How are you? What's going and then there are people that all they want to talk about is themselves. And then you have people that like to talk about ideas. Philosophical conversations. Well, that's good, too. But, you know, it'd be nice if we could, like, I'd like to start with you. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. How's life treating you? What mm-hmm. what's what are you into? What's turning you on lately? What's bringing you joy? What's Let's check in. What's making you happy? Check in. You know? Mm-hmm. And if your sister comes up, we can talk about that. And we can also, <laughs> I mean, we'll get to ideas. We got plenty of time for ideas, but Let's start with the basics. Let's talk about our favorite subject for just a moment. Okay. You. Mhm. Uh, what else? Oh. Oh. The person has an unappealing internet record. Oh. Yeah. So it's common to Google someone, especially with online dating, mm-hmm. or to link up on social media where you can see a person's posts going back years. So I just, I mentioned that as a caution to be very careful about what you post online. Yeah. Even when you think you're anonymous. Yeah. Internet posts have a way of sticking around. Yep. And so that nasty, horrible thing you said about (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, or or those cryptic posts or the day you went off on your boss or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. I think I've been pretty well behaved on social media. You Uh, have too, I'm sure. I, I try to be. Yeah. The person talks too much, or worse, they're too self-centered. Yeah, that sort yeah. of came up earlier. Uh, and finally, they're too clingy, mm. or they're the opposite. They can't commit to anything. Yeah. Whoa, there, cowboy. We just went out a week and a half ago. Uh, yeah, back it up. Or they need constant validation. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think I'm still single? Why? What make? What would be difficult about dating me? What would be my qualities that would keep them away? I think the toughest thing about dating you would be the fact that you don't want to date. <laughs> so that wouldn't be any fun. That would make it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, you're a busy yeah. lady. You got a lot going yeah. on. I was talking to some people that know me really well last night, and it came up, and they're like. Are you, you know, are you looking, I mean, are you interested? Are you even open to it? Are you looking? And it's like, it's not that I'm not open to it, but where where will I have time to give anybody else right now? Yeah, you don't have time to even watch TV shows, let alone go on a date. Date, like really get to know somebody and spend time with somebody and bring them into the party I got going on. Right. You know, so... But they were just laughing at me, and they're they're like, you know what's going to happen. This is the exact time somebody's going to show up. Like, when you don't have the time, and you're not interested, and you're not looking. Yeah, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Right. So we'll just see about that. You'll just be living your life. Well, I own your own. It might be a good idea for me to let. I don't know who I would choose to pick out somebody for me. Because the last few I picked out, my pickers broke, man. I just don't have the best. Yeah, but that was then, though. A lot's happened. I mean, there's been a lot of personal growth since then. So 
your, your picker might not be as damaged as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, you've taken it in for repairs, haven't you? I think so. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Ian? You rock. Oh, yeah. See? Even Ian thinks you rock. I would take Ian. But he's married, yeah, though, right? he is. Some couple young kids, little littles. Yeah. You guys are the best. Thanks for starting my morning off in such a powerful, positive way. You're so welcome, Ian. Come back anytime. Yeah, just <laughs> check in with us every now and then. Let us know your happiness yes, factor. There. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recommend. Don't ask a man if he's married. Ask him if he's happily married, and you'll find out that he could be single in the near future. It's another Q102 Rush Hour Road Trip. Oh, what are they up to? How are you? Great. We're Tim and Fritch from Q102 Radio, Hi. and we are Kroger Secret Shoppers today, um, and we are going to give you this $100 Kroger card on behalf of Q102 and Jeff and Jen, okay. just for shopping at Kroger today. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. We're Secret Shoppers. Do anything? We're yeah. Secret Shoppers. You don't have to do anything. Thank you. What's, what's your name? Um, I'm Carly. We saw you were getting a Swiffer, so I was like, you know, I enjoy cleaning Swiffer. myself. I have to so, clean. Yeah. I enjoy cleaning myself, so I thought, you know, we would hook you up with the means to be able to buy that Swiffer, and it does really reach three feet. No one was in the candy aisle, which, you know, that's our Halloween thing we're doing with the gift cards, but we went straight to cleaning after. Cleaning supplies, because I just love the way it smells around here. (laughs) Yeah, so anyways, enjoy your shopping. Get some Halloween candy while you're at it. They've got great deals here, and then they have tons of, like, really fun things to decorate, too, if you haven't decorated. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Congratulations. What part of town are you from? Fort Mitchell. All right, well, happy cleaning. (laughs) Take care. Bye. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. in buckets. Yeah. But occasionally they mix things up. Uh, KFC just announced that they're bringing back their wraps, which were apparently popular enough to come back again, but not popular enough to become a permanent menu item. Okay. Like the last time, they're only back for a limited time. Okay. But I mentioned this because they have a new variety this time. The mac and cheese wrap. Oh, God. Really? That's a piece of fried chicken wrapped up with their cheddar macaroni and cheese. And then they finish it with more cheese. Wow. And the more cheese is a sprinkle of three cheese blend. That sounds really good. The other two options are the classic and the spicy slaw wrap. Mm. You can get two for five bucks beginning on November 12th. And then, of course, they... It just brought back the, or they're testing, I guess, the chicken tenders, the KFC chicken tenders. Yeah. Here in our really? market. Oh, we're, nice. We're the test market. I like it. I like it. When was the last time you were at KFC? It's been a bit for me. It's been a bit. Uh, I think I might try to head over there today and try the chicken strips. Okay. Or chicken tenders. You just let me know how that yes. goes. You know, they said, because they, they brought them, they had chicken tenders, but it was the, Extra crispy recipe. Right. They're backing off on the crispy. Right. 
So they were trying to come up with a way that they could, I think they went with extra crispy because they were having a hard time making it work with the original recipe. Mm-hmm. But but I'm told that, you know, they found a way to. Don't ask me how they aren't they ba- aren't they baking them instead or broiling them instead of deep frying them. I mean, isn't aren't they trying to make it a little bit of a healthier version? Yeah, although I don't know how you do that because I I thought the F in KFC stood for fried, but that's just me. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a full scale. Jeff and Jen I team investigation. Please do and report back. And I'll get back to you on that. All right, awesome. This is really funny. Gen Z is now using the word crispy. Okay. To describe the perfect Diet Coke. The perfect Diet Coke is crispy? Well, apparently there's a method to get a crispy Diet Coke. Okay. And Kristen Hollingshouse from San Francisco explains this in her TikTok video. The recipe to success for a perfect, stunning, beautiful, crispy Diet Coke break. Okay, first thing, we have our crispy, cold Diet Coke. The longer it has been in the fridge, the crispier it will be. My minimum time in the fridge is probably two to three days. Second thing, some variation of true citrus. Third thing, you need a glass straw. And then the last thing, you guys, frozen cup. Doesn't have to be pebbled ice, but I prefer pebbled. We have our absolutely crispy, cold, stunning, perfect Diet Coke. Stop. I'm actually salivating right now. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yep. If you're going to do Diet Coke right. There you go. That's how you do it. Apparently the way. Speaking of Gen Z, a uh, Gen Z woman has gone viral because she now has a nine to five job. Oh, really? That's hard. It's a very long day. I don't know how people do that. And her nine to five job is making her sad. Oh. And this rant is so classic. I the only thing I've cut out, the only thing I touched is I had to cut out a couple of F bombs. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, it's all there. This is just uh, a minute and twenty two seconds of pure fun for me. Okay. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. But this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no. Oh, my God. You mean like there's rush hour traffic and everything? How do you do it? Get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, well, welcome to the real world. I get that. Uh If I was able to walk to work and it'd be fine. But I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here. Like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower, eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like I don't have energy to work out like that's out the window. Like I'm so upset. Uh, Well, I know that's (laughs) it's. Hard. It is, it's, you know. Just welcome to life. Everybody's hardest thing is their hardest thing. This is the most difficult thing in her life that she's experienced so far. So it's going to be plenty dramatic. That first nine to five job. I know. Oh my god, nothing to do with my job at all. But just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office <laughs> nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine. But like I'm not home. It takes me long to get home and like. Like, people that drive to the office, like, it doesn't, you don't get off at five. And I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but, like, 
I literally get off, it's pitch black, like, I don't have energy, how do you have friends, like, how do you have time to, like, meet, like, a guy, I don't know, like, how do you- Well, that's what weekends are for, that's what, like, Friday night happy hour is. But she's, no. yeah, she's too tired. Yeah. Time for, like, dating, like, I don't have time for anything, and I'm, like, so stressed <laughs> out, and I'm also getting my period, so that's why I'm all emotional, but, like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. Yeah, it's, you know. And the sucky part is, you know, if you want to have more energy, you've got to eat right and you've got to exercise. Because if you don't, then that's just going to make you even more tired. Yeah. So here's the bad news. You're going to have to get up even earlier. <laughs> to work out and prepare a healthy breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's right about that commute, though. Like, yeah, I, I, it's not clear what city she's living in, but like, there's a lot of places, you know, and Boston's one of those cities where a lot of people commute in the suburbs, and yeah, so it's like they have to they get up, shower, shave, you know, that's assuming they didn't have time to go to the gym. Yeah, they drive themselves to the commuter rail station. Yeah, because driving to the city is just madness. Yeah, and you know, and then you're on the train for an hour. Mm-hmm. I remember she sounds like my niece when she got her first nine to five job in the city. Sounds exactly like her. Yeah. And then the commute, but you know, she'd like either bring a book or she'd, you know, go online, she'd listen to podcasts or whatnot. Sometimes she'd sleep on the train. I mean, that was the advantage. You know you're gonna be on the train for an hour. Set your alarm if yeah. you're worried about it. Yeah. So funny, I'm trying to remember if I complained about anything at the beginning of my I don't think I complained about working in radio until we started doing mornings and I was getting up at 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning to come in and go to work. Yeah, radio was fun. Until it you was had so much fun until we had to like, make it like work. <laughs> Suddenly, all of a sudden, felt like real pressure. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I, know, I don't remember ever like complaining about anything I had to do with those first couple of jobs. Her first nine-to-five yep. job, yep. man. Hard. Yep. All right. Quick. Thanks break. for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.